Hey, everybody. Welcome to a very special episode of Gear 30 on the Blister Podcast Network. I'm Jonathan Ellsworth, the founder of Blister, and you can check out everything we're doing and reviewing over at blisterreview.com. Okay, today I am very happy to introduce you to a very big new initiative at Blister called Blister Labs. Now, very savvy listeners of Gear 30 will have heard me hint at this on various Gear 30 episodes over the past year, but now we get to finally make the official announcement and talk about why we think that Blister Labs represents a major new development in the outdoor industry. Now, in short, Blister Labs is a new partnership between us here at Blister, the University of Colorado at Boulder's School of Engineering, and the brand new state-of-the-art engineering facility at Western Colorado University in Gunnison, Colorado. Joining me today to talk about Blister Labs is Dr. Jenny Blacklock, who, in addition to being one of my favorite people in the Gunnison Valley and an absolutely incredible colleague, well, Dr. Blacklock is the director of the Rady Partnership Program between CU Boulder and Western Colorado University. And in addition to this podcast conversation about Blister Labs, we're going to include a link in the show notes of this episode where you will be able to go check out our write-up about Blister Labs and check out a two-minute video which shows off the incredible engineering facility at Western Colorado University where much of our lab testing is going to be taking place. But for now, I hope you enjoy this conversation where Jenny and I are going to tell you what we've been working on and what we have in store for you with this new venture, Blister Labs. So, here we go. Well, I am very pleased to have back in Blister headquarters, Dr. Jenny Blacklock. Jenny, welcome back. Thank you. Good to be back. <laughs> We've now had, you know, some meetings in this room. We will continue to have <laughs> we will continue to have meetings in this room, but I am really happy to have you back here because we are officially announcing this big new initiative called Blister Labs. You and I have proven to have had our difficulties trying to succinctly talk about what this is. And given that, I'd like to, you know, volley the ball over into your side of the court and make you start. All right. Happy to do so. Yeah, we're excited to uh, be partnering with Blister Labs. So we being the partnership program with CU Boulder and Western Colorado University, uh, we're launching an outdoor industry engineering program. And what a better partner than uh, Blister. And so (laughs) we've created this uh, partnership, Blister Labs, in hopes that uh, we can do a better job and and help uh, industry and folks across the world to, you know, kind of get a better idea of what they're buying, what they're purchasing, what they're riding, what they're what they're doing with their different gear. So uh, a little bit more about uh, the partnership, specifically uh, with regards to the engineering and computer science and all the nerdy stuff that we'll be doing. <laughs> um, but uh, we are setting up static and dynamic uh, in-lab tests for various products across the board, whether it's the bike industry, running, skiing, whatever it may be. From there, we're also doing some uh, field testing as well. We have a really awesome dynamic camera system. We're then linking all these quantitative uh, data and result together, and uh, then linking it to the expert uh, blister reviews to, again, get a better understanding of uh, what type of products we have, why they perform the way they do, and uh, help to you know give consumers a more uh, informed aspect of the products that they're, they're purchasing. Yeah, I think, you know, this is um, this notion of blister labs. This is actually something that I've been thinking about for over a decade. And it was always for me, you know, this isn't something we kind of half step. Like if we're really going to do this, I wanted to come strong and just do it the right way. And I feel really fortunate that, I mean, a lot of sort of confluences have come together to set this up. And we're going to, we're going to talk more about kind of the three institutions involved with this and some of the people like yourself that have been involved with this. But, um, 
you know, for years on Blister, we've been doing these long form reviews where a lot of those reviews were kind of based more on our qualitative analysis. Like, you know, this ski is doing this in these conditions and the rest. And it's based a lot on feel. And honestly, I think we're quite good at that. You know, um, that qualitative, that that experiential feel of what this bike or what this ski boot or this ski is doing and how it's performing on the mountain or on the trail. What's exciting about this is, as you kind of just said, we're now going to be marrying that long form qualitative analysis with what we sure are working on together to try to create the most real world applicable quantitative analysis um, with you and your team and, you know, some pretty significant resources. So if anybody thinks we've been doing a pretty good job in terms of our product reviews at Blister over the past years, I think what we're looking to do is just really level things up and adding more really sophisticated and really applicable quantitative analysis to the reviews that we've already been putting out. Yeah, definitely. Yep. And we have the the resources for it also. I mean, uh, if anyone comes on over here to Crested Butte or Gunnison, you can't uh, ignore this beautiful building that we mm. have. It's a $55 million state that our lead gold certified building that uh, has a ton of resources, millions of dollars of equipment. And on top of that, we have room for growth as well. So right now we're building out a dynamic uh, testing lab, which is really exciting for our students for a myriad of reasons. Um, but our students are also super psyched about the outdoor industry yeah. as are our faculty. Like there's yeah. a reason that I live in, in the Gunnison Valley. It's because I love the accessibility of the outdoors. And so do our students and faculty. So we have really strong faculty and students who love the outdoors and everyone's just so excited about this collaboration and this project and program that we're, we're starting. Hmm. And to give some credit here where credit is due, I think we ought to talk about Paul M. Rady's gift, right? Which is a remarkable thing and is, uh, well, is the reason why we have this incredible new facility on the campus of Western Colorado University, right? That's correct. Yeah. Paul M. Rady. He is an alum from Western Colorado University and a CEO of Antero. Um, so it's an oil and gas company. And uh, he gave this generous, very generous donation to uh, Western Colorado University and also CU Boulder to start the partnership, but also to build the facility that's home to the partnership as well. Yeah. Um, and he's made this whole thing happen, which is a complete, it's so incredible, um, his generosity for our, to all of us. Yep. Let's kind of walk through a little bit. We've now mentioned Western, we're talking about CU Boulder, and so, and we're talking about Blister. And so I've really been thinking about this as a kind of partnership among three institutions. And so we've just talked a bit about the building, kind of, you know, the kind of headquarters for Blister Labs on the Gunnison campus of Western Colorado University. Um, but let's talk a little bit about how CU Boulder is involved in this as well. Yeah, so students uh, actually graduate with degrees in mechanical engineering and computer science from CU Boulder while being on Western's campus in Gunnison the whole time, um, the whole you know, four or five years of their academic careers. And just to clarify for people, you are still a faculty member of CU Boulder's engineering school. You happen to now live here, which we're excited about, but can you say a little bit about this? Yeah. Yep. So I'm still a CU Boulder faculty member. I'm director of the program and and, and also director at CU Boulder. And uh, we have faculty members coming over from CU Boulder uh, to help teach classes and do research and launch programs as well. Uh, so we have a myriad, we have a mix of engineering and computer science faculty from Western and engineering and computer science faculty from CU Boulder. So to give a little bit more detail on what exactly this partnership program is, students, uh, start their first two years at Western. Uh, they take uh, classes from Western faculty um, in math, 
computer science, physics, and some intro to engineering courses, at which point they actually matriculate over to CU Boulder, all while staying on Western's campus. And uh, they take the upper level engineering and computer science classes from CU Boulder faculty who live in Gunnison, who are present, who are in person uh, on Western's campus. Uh, we are all adjunct faculty at Western, so we do have dual appointments, which is really exciting. And it's exciting for our students because they they get to um, you know utilize the resources from two universities, right? They get the, all those amazing resources from a larger university, uh, R1 Research Institute that brings in multi-millions of dollars in research annually. Um, they get study abroad programs and internship uh, placement opportunities and just kind of the world's are oyster when it comes to resources they have available. And they also get the availability of the resources at Western Colorado as well, um, which is really exciting. So they get the small classroom. Um, right now, the class I'm teaching 14 students, right? Like, when have you ever had a class of 14 <laughs> students? That's amazing. I know all my students by name, what their interests are, where they want to, you know, where their passions are. Um, you know, we've been really successful with getting students internships and hands-on and real-world experience. And that's another really awesome aspect of this collaboration is that we have undergrad and graduate students working on these projects for research, for class experiences, and then over the summer, we'll have internship opportunities for them as well in order to, to work on some of this static dynamic field testing uh, that we're, we're working on for all the, all the gear, all the fun stuff. Yep. So to have this state-of-the-art facility in Gunnison, and we're filling it with incredibly high-level engineering faculty, and we're doing this all here in the incredible outdoor arena of the Gunnison Valley to be testing mountain bike equipment and ski equipment and the rest. I'm like, this is a perfect storm. So I hope people are starting now to get a sense of why this just feels like, frankly, to me, exactly the right way to be doing this because our goal is to come in and potentially create some new standards. Uh, I mean, our ambitions are not small for this, right? And we think we have an opportunity here to start putting out high, high level, independent, third party analysis that in large part has never really been available to passionate lovers of the outdoors, right? And so a lot of companies that you know we review at Blister, a number of them definitely are doing some of their own internal tests, but that information doesn't necessarily make its way out to the public. And so I think that's one of the things we're really excited about. It's that we will be putting forward really kind of for the first time, more consumer facing independent research that's going to be done at a very high level. Yeah. And I, I mean, that's the same in our case as well. From the academic standpoint, there's just not a lot of research being done um, on the academic platform for the outdoor industry. There's a couple programs popping up here and there, but uh, really, you know, this this collaboration, the strength, the, the product that we're able to test, the tests that we're able to develop and create based on uh, the strength of our faculty, which is, you know, out of this world amazing. Uh, we're really going to be able to make a name for ourselves and what we're able to do in the testing and standardization, uh, you know, in that world. <laughs> it's been pretty interesting as I've had some conversations, you know, with some people in the outdoor industry, and I have told them a bit what we're looking to do here. It has sometimes come back and been like, wow, that's pretty ambitious. This stuff is, you know, pretty difficult to do. And then I start really spelling out kind of as we're doing here, like this is who is involved and this is the way this is getting done. And pretty much every one of them has been like, oh, okay, you're bringing like a bazooka to a knife fight, you know? <laughs> and yeah, that's what we're trying to do. I suppose maybe that'll be the episode title, <laughs> bazooka to a knife fight. Um, why don't we now actually talk a little bit more about a couple other of the key players, key faculty members in this. Um, you know, we should say, I mean, the conversations you and I have been <laughs> spending a lot of time on this. I guess the conversations really started heating up it, this past May 
And so far, while there are, as you've already said, going to be more faculty coming to this project, there's kind of been, well, to date, it's been me and you and two of your colleagues. One of them you know very well. So why don't we start with Greg? The very well one? Yeah. I hope I know him very well. Yeah. He is my husband. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Greg, uh, he is uh, one of our faculty members over at the partnership program in mechanical engineering. And uh, Greg and I have actually been working together for a long time. And a lot of people question how we are able to do it. <laughs> um, but uh, Greg uh, comes from a pretty strong engineering background. He started uh, uh, engineering design firm in, in Boulder, Colorado called Coalesce Design and Fabrication. I don't know, probably you know, 12, 15 years ago and uh, was really su very successful with that company. And uh, actually, we uh, had started another company together uh, trying to teach kids how to uh, design and build, but we did not have kids at the time. So uh, we didn't really know what we we're getting ourselves into. And uh, we, you know, we, we dissolved that <laughs> company kind of quickly. <laughs> Anyways, uh, with regards to that, though, Greg's just a powerhouse when it comes to design and fabrication and, um, you know, when we decided to actually have our first uh, kid, uh, he sold his part of the company and uh, he started teaching at CU Boulder and he loved it. He was teaching component design and fabrication and CAD courses and uh, the students loved him. He loved teaching and it was just a really great fit. Um, from there, he went to Mines for a couple years, Colorado School of Mines out in Golden, Colorado. And uh, that's actually where he did his grad work in engineering and uh, continued to work. And then we were recruited back by CU Boulder to uh, start this partnership program. And I wouldn't have had a, a you know, a different sidekick besides yeah. Greg. He's really um, such a hard worker, understands startups, which is really what this whole yep. program is. And, uh, you know, can, can make things happen. Like, oh my, gosh, there's no one I depend on more. Hmm. Um, so he's just a pleasure to work with. And he just happens to be a, a really avid mountain biker yes. and a skier. Yeah. So actually, our I always say our, our first date was out here up Cement Creek and riding a Reno Bear Dead Man and doing loops <laughs> laps on that and on our mountain bikes. And, you know, now we we are back here and, um, you know, working on the, you know, this outdoor industry engineering program and blister labs. And we just couldn't be happy. Year. So, you know, we have all of our passion areas that we're able to, you know, work on, whether it's, you know, these really advanced technical problems to like just being able to go for an hour ride up Baxter 2000 feet yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to get our workout in for the day or, you know, skin the resort at night and um, and then be around people that share similar passions. Like this is a valley of people working hard and playing hard. And it's really fun to be a part of it. And it's um you know, everyone's so excited about, you know, everything that we're doing right now. So, yeah. And we're going to have Greg will get his own time <laughs> on a, on a gear 30 episode to come. I, I can't wait for you all to get to, you know, hear directly from Greg and, uh, yeah, to say he is a passionate mountain biker is kind of an understatement. <laughs> um, so listen, now we're going to move on from Greg. We're going to get to you last and I'm going to, I want to take go longer because this is kind of you know your episode we're gonna go deeper into your own background but give us a, a little bit on sean who has been another key player in this whole process so far yeah, so we met Sean back in 2017 when we started at CU Boulder. Uh, he was relatively new to CU Boulder as well. He came from University of Maryland and was a full professor over there. Uh, Sean grew up in Tahoe. Yeah. <laughs> so commonality, common interest. Uh, loves to uh, ski. He's such an avid skier. I mean, that's his passion area. And, um, you know, at CU Boulder, uh, Greg and I really got to know Sean. He's such a easy, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, he's such a badass in research and honestly so easy to talk to and so mellow and, um, and and such a great guy. And so when we came back to the partnership, Sean reached out to us about teaching a class out here because he was curious about the Valley and um, he had just uh, come in third place in the DARPA Subterranean Challenge, which is um, he was the number one team in the U.S. He beat out Carnegie Mellon, Caltech and um, 
you know, he was like, hey, I want to teach an electronics class, <laughs> your circuits class. And we're like, great. So he came out here and he fell in love with it. Yeah. He, you know, got to, you know, ski and do moto and do all the things he loved. And, you know, he you know, he loves the facility. I mean, how can you not? It's just absolutely beautiful and the resources we have at our fingertips. And so, yeah, now we we also have Sean on our team. So he's making a a transition from CU Boulder to the partnership, still Mm -hmm. at CU, but, you know, living out here. He already bought a condo out in Mm -hmm. Crested Butte. And, um, you know, he's he's ready to, you know, launch some of these programs. Um, His background's in robotics and instrumentation. He really is one of the the top in, in the in the U.S. and probably the world, and we just couldn't be happier to have such an amazing person on our team. I mean, oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah. And then also, you know, sharing these same passions, right? Like loving the outdoors, working hard, being the best in you know something with regards to to research and and uh, what he's doing. He has nine PhD students right now. Right? <laughs> he's just uh, he'll be such an asset to this partnership, this program. I will never forget the day you texted me and you're like, hey, is there any possible way you can get down to Western in like a couple hours? And you're like, we've got this colleague of ours, Sean is here and it would be really good for you to meet him. Like, I know it's short notice, but can you get down here? I'm like, okay, that's strange. Like, all right. So I head down to the Rady Engineering building and I walk in and Greg and you and Sean are standing there and Greg kind of started with an introduction to use the term you just used. Greg was like, listen, I, I, the only word I can think of here to say is like, Sean is a badass, (laughs) you know, when it comes to engineering and Greg's like giving this introduction and in what is probably the silliest and proudest moment in my life, we go through this introduction and I'm like, wow, I'm like, Sean, it's great to meet you. And he, he said something like, I couldn't even sleep last night. I was so excited about the prospect of working with you and Blister. And I've been a huge Blister fan for so long. And I was like, wait, what is happening right now? You know? And, uh, and it was so cool. You know, he, he said a lot of very nice things about the work that we've been doing and to have, I mean, you and Greg and Sean, like to be excited about this partnership it makes me excited about this. Like we try to do things at a high level and like we are definitely doing this blister labs thing at a high level. And so anyway, that's a bit of Sean's background. And again, we'll also have a gear 30 episode with Sean. He will absolutely be on and you guys are going to really enjoy getting to know both. Well, Sean and Greg. Mm -hmm. Okay. Your turn though. Person of the hour. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, you are the director of this partnership program between Western and CU Boulder. Yep. You are still a director at CU Boulder? Yeah, so I'm the director of the partnership program through CU Boulder. And then I'm actually the, the adjunct dean because my uh, official uh, placement or my official home is at CU Boulder. I am the adjunct dean at Western for the School of Computer Science and Engineering. I didn't, I didn't actually know I was in the presence of a dean. <laughs> Adjunct dean. <laughs> Adjunct dean. Okay. Your title. Yeah. I'm still mostly like hoping to get you to just be like president of the United States at some point. So we're, we're starting here, but I got big plans for you. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. Where did you grow up? Yeah, I grew up in uh, outside Detroit, Michigan, actually. So I grew up on a lake and a uh, small town called Sylvan Lake, Michigan, with I think 1000 people and their claim to fame was the prettiest little city in the world. Or something Is that like right? That. <laughs> something it's, like that's that. pretty strong branding, <laughs> actually. Um, but yeah, I grew up on the lake. I grew up outdoors. And uh, I was a swimmer I was a competitive swimmer started swimming uh, competitively when I was eight. And uh, I think that's where my endurance comes from, at least. And uh, yeah, similar to you, I was uh, you know, all American in high school and uh, thought I was going to have a swimming career and burned out. I just was done. So, yeah. When did you get the engineering bug? Yeah, that didn't happen for a little bit, okay. actually. <laughs> so in high school, I uh, I loved art. I you know loved painting and drawing and writing, but I was really good at math and science. And so 
Um, you know, my my parents pushed me in the engineering realm, which was fine. It wasn't like a I don't want to do this push. It was a okay, let's try it, right? And I'm good at this. I'm a straight A student. Like I, maybe I got this, right? So um, since this is a funny story, actually, I didn't know what type of engineering I wanted to go into. And uh, I ended up going to Miami University in Oxford, Ohio mm-hmm. for my undergrad, um, because it was the furthest away my parents would let me be. And wow. I, I actually really wanted small classroom sizes. Also, um, I went to University of Michigan, it was like, you know, 300 people in a lecture yeah. hall. I was like, Oh, this is not going to be great for me. So anyways, went to Miami of Ohio, and uh, they were offering full ride scholarships scholarships for this new engineering program and paper science. So as being a paper engineer, I don't know what that is. It's your engineering paper. Yeah. So there's a couple degree programs in the country. They're all in the Midwest. And uh, I started making paper, went to a paper mill and I was just like, "Uh uh-uh, (laughs) no way. And uh, at that point I had met met a bunch of friends in engineering and uh, the one that seemed the most fun and hands-on, which again, I've like translated all of this learning from my undergrad into what I'm doing now, like this passion for hands-on education and project-based learning and industry connections really came uh, from Miami University. So I ended up uh, getting a degree in manufacturing engineering. So I was a big time assembly lines. I was uh, interning at a manufacturing consulting firm where we were designing assembly lines for the automotive companies, so GM, Ford, and Chrysler. And uh, from there, I decided I also wanted to get a management degree. So I ended up getting a degree in engineering management. And right after um, undergrad, I was a project manager. So a you know, multi-million dollar lines, hmm. <laughs> assembly lines. That, that was, was right, right after undergrad. Yeah. Okay. So I had bleach blonde hair. I was 21 years old and <laughs> I was uh, <laughs> managing some big time lines and some really dirty facilities. Huh. <laughs> Did you like the work? I loved it. Huh. I love manufacturing. Yeah. This part I knew about you, but I wasn't <laughs> sure about that first job. Um, yeah. So I, you know any 20 year olds, like I was young, I was wondering what else I could do. And uh, I was also wondering how I could help people. Like there was something in the back of my mind where I was like, I want to do a little bit more for society. And like, yeah, this is I loved my job. But like, what else can I be doing? So I ended up taking night classes at Wayne State University, which was the local university there. And I uh, got connected actually with um this woman in uh, biomedical engineering and then this other professor in uh, pharmaceutical sciences. And we were, um, I was really tasked with like figuring out how to manufacture like gene and drug delivery systems. So my like length scale, when we talk about manufacturing went from like super macro Mm -hmm. scale, like automotive assembly lines to then like this nano scale, like almost pharmaceutical manufacturing production. Mm. And uh, yeah, it, it just, it was fascinating to me. Like I just, um, I just was really passionate about what I was doing and uh, continued onward. So um, from there, I ended up with a Fulbright fellowship to go to Germany. Wait, how does one, nobody ends up with a Fulbright. I <laughs> and let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. You, you were like, I want to go to school internationally. I'm going to apply for a Fulbright or someone told you you ought to apply for a Fulbright? Yeah. So my academic advisor was a Fulbright. Gotcha. And so she was like, oh, um, well, so obviously I quit my job. So I, I gave him my, my, my notice and uh, went full time into grad school, um, ended up with my master's. And from that, we um, had published some great papers and gotten some grants from or received some grants from that research. And um, they were like, well, you know, will you stay on for your PhD? And at that point, you're like, well, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity, like never in a million years did I think I'd get a PhD. But you know, why not? I'm kind of set up for success. I have a great project. And so when I started my PhD, it was like 2006. And the, you know, the economy was getting a little iffy, actually. So I had to, uh, my advisors were really pushing me to apply for funding. And my one advisor had spent time over at Max Planck Institute on a Fulbright. Um, but this was like 10 years, you know, previously. And she's like, well, like, we still have a great connection over there. Like, why don't you apply for this Fulbright? And so I actually remember I was, I had six hours to put together 
together my application. And I actually ended up applying as an independent because I couldn't get a hold of my university to like support me. So I applied as an independent for this. In six hours? <laughs> In six hours. <laughs> I ended up getting it. And so I moved to Germany. Yeah, that's how it happened. (laughs) Wow. This, I didn't know that part of the story, but it actually kind of checks out. Like, one of the things I love most about you is you work fast. Yeah. You know, and we have like, we have been talking a bit about like launching things. Like, some people are frankly really bad at it. Yeah. And you have to have this ability to go fast and go now and still be good. And it's like, okay, you applied for a Fulbright in six hours. Got it. It's like, okay, this isn't, this isn't your first rodeo. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. So you're in Germany now. Yeah. Studying what in particular? Talk about that experience. Yeah. So I was doing a lot of uh, materials research and then also, again, focusing on manufacturing aspects of new materials that were being created. So uh, just a lot of testing, characterization, and um, yeah, materials testing specifically. Also, instrumentation. We were building different types of equipment for testing. So uh, just really putting on, you know, my engineering hat and uh, manufacturing hat and, uh, you know, trying to, you know, make sense of some of these complex systems that uh, the Germans were inventing, right? It was really what it came down to. So um, learned a ton. I finished my PhD in three years over there, which was, again, fast. Fast. <laughs> fast. <laughs> I call it blitz in, <laughs> in German. Uh, and then uh, stayed on for a postdoc. And then actually um, was was contemplating whether I would, uh, you know, head back to the U.S. or you know take a job that I had an offer for in Switzerland, and uh, I ended up uh, moving to Boulder, Colorado. So why? Yeah, I know why. Yeah, I hadn't been to Boulder, and uh, I just needed change. I wanted to be outdoors, and I I literally looked up best places to live in the U.S. Nice. And this was what in two thousand nine. <laughs> 10 <laughs> and Boulder came up. I was like, hey, I'm going to move there. That looks great. What what kind of work do I have here? And uh, I actually found there's the national lab there. So NIST is the National Institute of Standards and Technology. Um, and so I actually applied for an NRC, a National Research Council postdoc, um, and got it to run uh, this project and uh, uh, you know, for, for nanoscale manufacturing um, at NIST for a couple of years. So I uh, took that position. This is good. This uh, this is impressive. I haven't heard like all the steps of this. At some point, you're working in a bike shop, no? Oh, no, I was working in a bike shop. At yep. the same time? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> so uh, I the project that I was working on, I had a two-year project and... Again, it was during some tricky times with with the economy. It was, you know, 2010. And uh, they were pretty much like, well, you're going to finish your project. You did a great job. You finished it early. Um, You know, you you have some time for yourself, like figure out what you're going to do next. I was like, well, I don't know what I want to do next, but I know I need a new bike and I want to go work at a bike shop. So I ended up working at Sports Garage yep. out in uh, Boulder, Colorado. Got myself a new Yeti SB66 <laughs> with pink Chris King hubs. <laughs> awesome. And this is a nice Gear 30 moment because this is, I think, where you met Ellery yeah, Slater, yeah. who has been on Gear yeah, 30. Yep. So it all just comes back around. Full you know? circle. Full yeah. circle. No, yeah. Ellery and I got to be really good friends. She's a crushing mountain biker and... Uh, now I know she's had a global marketing I know, pivot, which mm-hmm. is super exciting. And uh, it's just really fun to have a, a woman crusher mountain biker to, to go out with. Huh. Um, I always was stuck with the guys. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I've had some really good rides with Ellery. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So are we ready to go to like what's the next step for you? At some point you stop working at the sports garage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I maintained good good uh, connections there. Let's just say that. Yeah. Um, so I stopped working at Sports Garage. And uh, actually, I, I knew I had to get a, like a, 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 a real, real job. job. <laughs> I shouldn't say that because Sports Garage was totally a real job. Um, but I ended up um, 
uh, taking a job at Colorado School of Mines. And uh, I helped them launch their mechanical engineering program. So they were a general engineering degree program, and then they separated into mechanical, electrical, um, civil, and, and environmental. And so I, I helped launch that program and became assistant department head over at Colorado School of Mines and mechanical. And uh, also, you know, years later helped um, helped launch their advanced manufacturing program over there, which is uh, still running today. So, hmm. yeah. So I like to launch things. You do like to launch <laughs> things. I know. And you're very good at it. Um, I have learned. When did you meet Greg? Oh, that was in my bike shop days. That was the bike shop days. He thought it was real cool. <laughs> well, you, you are pretty cool. But Greg is pretty cool, too, in fairness to Greg. Um, yep. Okay. Yeah. So we, uh, we actually met, met at Twisted Pine Brewery. On a Saturday afternoon, I had uh, been mountain biking up in Netherland outside of, of Boulder and had fallen. So I had bloody elbows, of mm -hmm. course. And then I, uh, with one of my best girlfriends, Melissa, um, we went to the spot and did some bouldering. So I had chalk on my hands. Mm -hmm. And then we were like, oh, at one o'clock, let's, you know, get a beverage after we go bouldering. And I uh, went to to Twisted Pine, and her and I were at the bar, and this this gentleman comes up and says, you having trouble deciding on what beer you want also? <laughs> Was that his line, really? Yeah. Oh, great. And, I don't know. Uh, I don't think I responded. Minus one. Yeah. <laughs> Greg, Greg is a cool guy, but that might be a minus one. I don't know. We'll see. So, I guess it worked. No, it didn't work. Okay. Yeah. So I <laughs> don't use that pickup line. Okay. <laughs> um, so I, I turned my back and kept, you know, kind of talking to my, my good girlfriend. And she also, she's this amazing scientist huh. and athlete. And she was finishing her PhD at CU Boulder, actually. And uh, so her and I, we had some similar uh, research interests in single uh, walled carbon nanotubes that we were working on. So she was looking at it more from like a um, civil and environmental standpoint. I was looking at it more from like a manufacturing gene and drug delivery standpoint. And uh, we sat down at a bench, had our beers, and we were talking about, you know, these, these nanotubes. And the guy across the table from us was like, Hey, I also do work in single walled carbon nanotubes. Like, really? But he was in photovoltaics. Uh -huh. And so we all three were doing like these different research, and, and not many people in the world had, was doing like we're doing this research at the time, right? And so we're all like giddy and talking, you know, nerding out over a beer. And uh, Greg comes down and sits next to us. So the other individual ended up uh, being his best friend. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay, wait a second. Now, just for the record, it was Greg, not Greg's friend, who came with the bad line of, are you having, are you also having trouble deciding what beer to get? That was Greg, not Greg's friend. That was my husband, that Greg. Was, that was your husband, <laughs> your, your, yeah, your, your future husband, Greg. Okay. But Greg's friend, on the other hand. Yeah, he's a brilliant scientist. Okay. <laughs> Okay, keep going with this story. I don't know. I don't know where we're headed now. <laughs> so, anyways, we're all talking about nanotubes, and Greg sits down, and um, you know, he's he never uh, he, he portrayed himself as a dirty welder, right? He had like you know dirty hands from welding, and um, you know, he's like, oh, I'm a welder. He failed to mention he owned his own company and was uh -huh. really successful. Blah blah. Anyway, so. We're still talking, and um, he ultimately says he's from Michigan. Uh -huh. I'm like, ah, oh, I love Michiganders. Like, they're good people. They're yeah. good, wholehearted people. Um, and so I gave him the time of day, actually. I was like, hey, that's awesome. Where are you from in Michigan? And we had, like, our little Michigan connection. And uh, I was actually doing a Xterra uh, triathlon that weekend. I was doing Indian Peaks up in, in Ned. And uh, they were allowing us to... Uh, you know, practice the trails for mountain biking up in Ned, which you can never do because it was at the time, I don't know if you still can, but it was National Forest. And so they wouldn't allow you to, to ride the bikes up the trails there. Um, he's like, hey, can I join you? And I was like, yeah, I could always use another mountain bike buddy. And so our nickname for each other is Buddy because his best friend made fun of him. Like, oh, you made buddy status, right? <laughs> so anyways, we ended up uh, meeting and mountain biking together. 
And I was like, whoa, this guy is actually really good. Like I had my cocky hat on. I was like, I don't remember passing you because he actually was up in Ned biking when I was that day. So anyways, I was like, oh, I don't remember passing you. I was way too cocky, like just, you know, playing that that card. Um, and he destroyed me mount biking, like just destroyed me. And so at some point I was goofing around. And I was like, how do you go so fast? He's like, stop using your brakes. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm not using my brakes on this downhill. I'm just flooring it. And I just went out of control <laughs> and bit it so hard. I ended up fracturing my sternum, breaking ribs. We have our first date, my first date scars literally all over my body from my hips to my elbows. Um, it was love at first sight. <laughs> Good thing that Greg was also from Michigan. Yeah. He may have never, I mean, this, this whole, our entire future, like Blister <laughs> Labs, your, your whole family life could be radically different if he was from, you know, Indiana or, yeah. or California, God forbid, or, you know, man, thank God. Thank you for giving me that background. I knew I knew a good number of parts of that story, but I had not heard the entire thing threaded together. Yeah. So, okay. So you blow up on a bike. You're impressed after Greg's initial line that didn't go so great. And then let's see, at this point then, you are already at Mines? Yep. And Greg is also at Mines then? I was transitioning over to Mines at that point okay. and Greg was still launching his company. So it Got hadn't it. it hadn't officially launched yet, but we you know, I, I was with him for the the launching of his company, which is exciting. And then it wasn't until so that was in twenty ten and it wasn't until twenty seventeen that he went to see Boulder for the first stint in teaching. So he was still with his company for about seven years. I was assistant department head at, at Mines during that time. So um, but I did work at the bike shop first. It's <laughs> awesome. Um, <laughs> okay, we're going to turn things back around to Blister Labs in particular in a bit here. But it was really important for me that people understand like who you are, because um, I think it's really cool who you are. And it's why, you know, part of the reason I'm so excited about this collaboration. But talk a little bit more about some of the work you've been doing, say, over this past decade. I mean, we kind of, in terms of your own story, I think we got to like 2010, 2011. Mm -hmm. What have you been working on over the past decade? What are kind of some of your areas of expertise and some of your own interests over this last decade? Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's clear that I've done a lot of in the manufacturing sector. So um, instrumentation, uh, build out of equipment, design of equipment, um, and I've just always carried that with me. So, you know, 20 years now almost, right, of experience uh, with hands-on manufacturing, design, and fabrication. Um, but I've also dabbled a lot in the in the startup world, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, one of my really good colleagues at NIST started a company in the biomedical world, and I helped with the design of that uh, product. Um, and then also the manufacturability of that product and uh, helped with that launching. Um, you know, I've done, with starting the advanced manufacturing program at Mines, I've done a lot of additive manufacturing work, both metal and uh, polymeric, uh, layer by layer depositions, and, you know, really looking at advanced technologies when it comes to manufacturing and also material science as well. Like, how can we make better materials, um, you know, stronger, you know, stiffer, um, that weight to strength ratio, um, you know, what are those things that we can do to make more advanced materials, but then also realistically manufacture those materials. So they're not just in like a testing lab or facility, right, or a research lab that no one actually uses. Mm -hmm. um, so my whole, my whole background and what I'm passionate about is getting products to market, right? And uh, I'm good at it. I've done it for a long time and, um, you know, proven success over and over again. So, um, you know, that's really my passion area and, and some areas that I've, I've just been really interested in. So let's do this. We have started by talking about this Blister Labs new initiative. We have talked a little bit about this outdoor industry engineering component. And let's take a little bit of time to talk about that side of things, like the, the academic track. We, I hope people are pretty clear about what we are going to be doing together and then publishing on Blister um, for, you know, consumers, for you know, outdoors people, 
all around the world. But then there is kind of the academic portion of this and, and talk a little bit more about what we've been calling and, you know, because it's the name, like the Outdoor Industry Engineering Program, the OIE program. OIE program. Yeah. Yep. So the OIE program has some really fun aspects uh, linked to it. So first off, we've launched a course, a product development uh, course this semester, spring of 2022, and uh, students are designing some of the first testing equipment that we'll be uh, publishing on, which is really exciting. Um, So that's in that class. We have students involved in the project and the testing and instrumentation and data collection and analysis. And then we are actually just teaching a core course Uh, called Data Analytics and Measurements, where students are looking at, again, another um, aspect of the the outdoor industry and looking at testing and measurements and and standardization as well. And then once we get some of these initial tests this summer, so those are integrated into classes, and one of them is a core course, uh, we'll be offering some internships and, um, you know, just opportunities for for undergrads and graduates to do research over the summer uh, to work with Greg, Sean, and I in developing these systems and really creating some good testing platforms and standardizations um, that will be beneficial to all of us outdoor enthusiasts. Um, So we have classes, we have internship opportunities, and then we are also partnering with the Outdoor Industry MBA program to run an innovation competition that um, has been launched, well, it was launched in the fall, but will continue to launch into the spring, uh, focused on sustainability in the outdoor industry, which is really exciting. students focused on uh, material aspects and just, you know, trying to take some of this technical um, expertise that we have and seeing if they can advance the field at all, right, through this innovation competition, which is fun. Um, And uh, we also have capstone projects, which we'll be launching. So a ton of classes, a lot of uh, research opportunities for students, and collaboration across Western, which is really exciting for everyone involved, right? I know we're going to make a splash, uh, but we do need to gauge our students' interests. And if they are just asking for more and more classes and experiences with the outdoor industry, which my gut is telling me that they will Mm do, uh, then we will eventually launch some programs. So that would be emphasis areas, which we already have, but minors and possibly a degree program at some point as well. Yeah. And I even got to make my first appearance in in an engineering class uh, just like two days ago. So, you know, as a former philosophy professor, I, I felt like I, it was nice jumping from the humanities into the sciences. I was like, I could, I could get used to this. This feels good. <laughs> no one yelled at me or kicked me out. So, uh, yeah, that's actually been a really fun part of this is you guys have been really nice asking me about some of the curriculum stuff. And, you know, we've talked a lot about some of the various tests that I thought and our team at Blister thought would be some of the most pressing, well, that are some of the most pressing questions in the outdoor industry related to certain gear. And so we've had a ton of back and forth on that over the you know past six months or so. And we have kind of homed in on our start points on this. And I don't know, I think for now, I might keep it a little more vague because um, this is pretty new, but I guess we can say we are already moving and working on establishing some tests in the ski world and I'll say in the mountain bike world, specifically maybe wheel sets. (laughs) And, uh, you know, so we have that going on um, to start. And, you know, we're excited about this announcement, but it truly is just the start here. And, you know, we got a lot of work in front of us to do. And that's going to be the fun part and the challenging part and and all the rest. So anyway, that is a bit about what we have been working on very hard uh, for a good portion of this past year. And, you know, that was just to get to the green light. Now we're now we're running. I'm thrilled. Uh, You are terrific. Uh, It has been so I never thought it would be this much fun to work with like a dorky engineer. (laughs) And then it's not only you, it's Greg too. And then I was like, oh, there's this amazing couple and I love them both. And then Sean comes along and I'm like, what's happening here? So I, I think like to have three such high level people who complement each other and what 
we're sort of doing and bringing to the table at Blister. And we all get along so well. And I, I mean, you and I have been working to get this, like to, to work really closely with somebody. And I just feel like Jenny, I feel like you and I have been on the same page like this whole time. It's such a thrill. And I don't take that for granted. You know, I'm also then just excited for people listening to this and people who love the outdoor industry, like we're going to be able to produce some things that just have never been available before. And I think that, you know, this gear, as I keep coming back and saying all the time, this gear is really expensive. And I think that we will be able to help people better understand what gear will work best for them, where it might make sense to spend certain money and maybe where to save money and the rest. And so, um, yeah, I I just couldn't be happier to be working with the the people on this, you know, on this project and you know, you at the top of the list. So Well, we feel the same way. We really enjoy working with you and all your expertise and your connections and your knowledge in the outdoor industry. I mean, really there isn't a, a better pairing, I feel yeah. like, with, with the four of us. And more to come. I shouldn't just say there's four. <laughs> more to come. I know. <laughs> more faculty, more students, more awesome, awesome folks to, to join. And that's been kind of interesting. You've told me about some of the people that have been sort of reaching out and inquiring. Also, like really high level people. Yeah. And um, I think we're we're off to a good start here. And um, yeah, I'm excited to keep this going. So I should tell people. Our intention is that we are going to be rolling out a monthly episode of Gear 30 that will be dedicated to Blister Labs. And, you know, Greg will be on and Sean will be on and we'll definitely have you back on. And our goal will be just to keep letting people know kind of what we're working on and what we're thinking about and maybe what are some of the real challenges that are presenting themselves. And But I'm excited to really introduce high-level engineering, not only into this world of product testing, but just kind of get it out there in front of, like, I don't know, normal people that like to go outside and maybe aren't engineers. I think that's going to be all a pretty cool thing to to do together. Definitely. Hmm. Hey, thank you for the time. I know you've got a few things on your plate, so I should probably let you get back to it. But um, Jenny, it's always fun. It's always a pleasure and can't wait for the next thing. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is great. Anytime. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Yep. Well, that's it for this edition of Gear 30. And again, we're going to include a link in the show notes of this episode to our Blister Labs intro video and our write-up about this new program. Now, of course, I want to say thanks to Jenny for this conversation and every other great conversation that we've had over the past year or so. I want to say thanks to the strikingly handsome Justin Bob for producing this episode. And from all of us here in Gunnison and Crested Butte, Colorado, please take good care of yourself and everyone else. And we will talk to you again later this week over on our Off the Couch Running podcast, our Bikes and Big Ideas podcast, and on another episode of Gear 30 that will come out this Friday. So lots of good conversations. Go check us out on all those other platforms. And we'll talk to you real soon. Bye, everybody.